Hello, my name is Christian Paschke, and welcome to Whom House Discussions, episode one. I'm joined here today by one of our brilliant and talented BCBAs, Lauren. Lauren has many years' experience in this field and studying, learning, and uh, just progressing the field even of ABA and really uh, bringing some innovative and cutting-edge stuff to the ABA world today. So I'm excited to sit down with her and pick her brain a little bit and learn what she's got to say. Uh, we hope this is a valuable tool and resource for all of our ABA colleagues out there and that our discussion today may spark some thoughts or questions, in which case we'd love to hear from you after the episode. Uh, we'll have a f- email box you can send in and we'll try to answer any questions or comments on uh, the next episode. So without further ado, let's jump right in. So Lauren, you've been an ABA for a while now, graduate BCBA and everything that comes along with that. In fact, you've actually begun uh, helping to start the Home House company online, the Tele ABA, which is exciting. And specifically, you've been really innovating the field of BCBA supervision and making that very ready and available for everyone. So talking about that, what would you say in brief is the nature of supervision and why is it so important uh, and to the ABA community? Yeah, thanks, Christian. Um, so, I mean, the nature of supervision as defined by the BACB really looks at providing a trainee the opportunity to build their behavior analytic, um, ethical, and professional repertoires. So within supervision, we provide all of these opportunities to work on some structured activities and the opportunities to work with clients to, to work on those skills. So not only are we, we working on our, our behavior analytic task list and, and walking through what that task list requires us to know and be competent in, but also focusing on you know, how do you manage your time effectively? How do you receive cr- feedback and constructive criticism and how can you deliver it? Um, as well as how do you monitor your own staff and caseload and um, write and communicate ethically, professionally, and, and clearly. Um, so supervision as a whole really focuses on, again, those three things, building our behavior analytic, our ethical, and our professional repertoires. This is extremely important um, for the individuals that we're, we're working with, and we have the opportunities to take under our wing and, and to serve as supervisees, because um, they are the future of, of what we're able to, to do with our clients and the future of behavior analysis. If you listen to Tyra Sellers, you know, she's phenomenal in the way that she speaks about supervision. Um, she provided us with a really awesome graphic at the last conference that I went to, showing a, a graph of where where students are, where where the number of behavior and um, b- professionals in behavior analysis are, and how over just the last few years, there are more certified professionals than there have been in the entire history of the certification. So if we're not providing our trainees the opportunities to practice these three skills, or at least these three areas of skills, we're really doing a disservice for our field as a whole. So what we do you know, within supervision, again, is, is really taking the opportunity to build these skills, make sure that they're really, really strong. And so our, our supervisees or our trainees at the end of supervision can come out not only feeling like they can be successful on that board exam, but also be successful in their future careers as, as clinicians and with the clients that they choose to serve. So you BCBAs really have your work cut out for you here when it comes to supervision. And it sounds like it's only getting a little bit 
bigger scale here with the amount of people involved in ABA and this kind of boom in the ABA community and uh, therapy. So how do you feel that these supervision standards and uh, requirements have been changing both as the field has been growing and as your time as a BCBA here? So supervision, I think, is a, a lot more complicated than individuals originally anticipate when they start looking for for supervision opportunities or experience settings. Um, I guess the, the main gist of it, and we can kind of go over it for the, the BCBA or the master's level standard first, is you have to accumulate a, a whole bunch of, of experience hours. And there's a certain level of, of supervision that's also required in order for those hours to count. So if I was pursuing my BCBA, I must be enrolled in a a course sequence, an approved course sequence. That's kind of the first step. If we aren't enrolled in that course sequence and have not completed our first course in that course sequence, then you're not eligible for supervision. So there's there's our starting point. Sometimes that's built into a master's program. Sometimes that's completed as a graduate certificate after completing your master's. And a lot of times your admissions criteria or um, admissions personnel will be able to describe that for, for an individual so they know whether or not they're eligible. But once you've completed that first day, uh, first day of classes, you are, you're ready to start accumulating your hours. For the master's level credential, again, you need to accumulate 1,500 experience hours um, throughout, your, throughout your settings in order to be eligible to sit for the board exam. How that can be done is also outlined by the board. So each supervisory period, which is one calendar month, you can accumulate anywhere between 20 and 130 hours or experience hours. Now, 5% of that time needs to be supervised by a a BCBA or a qualified supervisor. So if um, I am working in the field, I would be documenting all of these hours and meeting with my supervisor regularly. And the board also identifies a minimum number of encounters and observations. So to to satisfy one supervisory period, again, you'd be accumulating between 20 and 130 hours for that month, and then meeting with your supervisor for 5% of the time that you have accumulated um, with a minimum of two meetings and two observations of that's trainee working directly with a client. So it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of work, um, as well as the documentation to support all of that. Is, it's, it's quite a bit, but it really is necessary in order for, for us to make sure that you're meeting those standards. These standards have changed pretty drastically since I started. Um, I was under the, the third edition task list um, requirements when, when I was doing my supervised independent field work. And we had requirements in regards to hours and supervision percentage and and all that fun stuff. And we also had the formal documentation from the board, but that was under a biweekly system and now it's monthly. And um, I actually didn't even have the requirements in regards to unrestricted and restricted hours that are in existence now. So it's it's changed quite drastically. And I do think that the the new changes that were released in January of just this year, that's kind of the biggest switch that I've seen. Um, So with these new changes, we've now switched to a monthly system. Um, So your calendar month is your supervisory period instead of the 14 14 days or your your biweekly system. Um, And it's also been very specific in regards to 
the observation requirement and specifically documentation of, of what you are doing for each of your experience hours. So utilizing that experience tracking form, um, it, that, that's a new standard in, in, in how we need to document that we have achieved appropriate hours over our, over our experience. Well, so supervision is really um, an important aspect for so any aspiring BCBA. Uh, sounds like it's quite a big deal. Is it hard to get into a supervision program? Uh, what kind of does that look like? And what does it take for a BCBA to be able to supervise a trainee? And on the other side of that, what are the requirements for aspiring students to become a trainee? So I don't necessarily think it's difficult in order to get into a program to start the process. So finding a, um, a, a verified course sequence or a program, there are, there are a ton out there now. Um, that's definitely different has definitely changed over the last few years. Um, I would say, though, it's, it's difficult to find supervision. Um, a lot of times our BCBAs, we already have huge caseloads or um, lots of other requirements that we need to do. And supervising a trainee isn't, it's not something that should be taken, taken lightly. And um, it's not something that's just, it's not easy. And so a lot of times BCBAs will choose not to do it um, in the course of their normal day's work. They, they just don't have the capacity to do it effectively. So it, it definitely is hard to find somebody who's, who's willing to do it. Um, lots of times there's wait lists, even when you're employed in the field in order to gain access to your BCBA. So, you know, maybe they're only working with a couple people at a time or one at a time. Um, I think it's also hard to find a, a, a like a practicum placement or an independent fieldwork placement that may be approved by a university. And, and that sometimes is, is quite challenging for individuals because, you know, you're expecting that you're in this verified course sequence program and you're going to gain access to all these supervised hours while you're in the program. And that that's not always the case. So again, I, just to say, I, I think finding a program is the easy step. Finding supervision is a more challenging step. And then on top of that, finding high quality supervision is even harder. Um, I will tell you when I was in my independent field work, it, it was tough. It was really tough. And um, I, I ended up moving. I ended up having to, to relocate in order to gain access to supervision. And even then it, it was me tracking people down to make sure I was, I was meeting the standards um, and, and finding my supervisor and walking into their offices and saying, Hey, I, I need to meet with you or can you come in my session? Can you watch mm -hmm. me? It, it's it's much more than you know them showing up and tracking you down. And, and that's not the way supervision should be. So it, it's tough. It, it really is is a tough place to be. And I, I don't, you know, I I I do I, I feel bad for the trainees who are trying to search for it. And that it is part of the reason why we created Home House and um, we created an initiative of trying to expand and provide high quality supervised independent opportunities for, for trainees that are out there who would not otherwise otherwise receive it. So I know that you've been working on a CEU uh, that you're publishing here. Um, in case anyone doesn't know, CEU stands for Continuing Education Unit. Um, and you created one on this idea of the supervision standards. Um, and Give me a little overview on that and kind of what it will focus on for any interested parties that might be wanting to dive a little bit further into this. 
I'm really excited about the opportunity to provide a CEU event for, for our BCBAs or qualified supervisors who are interested in, in providing opportunities for trainees. Um, this CEU event is, is really designed to review the monthly standards and the changes that the board has released and are effective as of January of this year. So we're going to be walking through what those those changes are, what the standards are for the monthly system, as well as kind of tools to document appropriately and, and what exists out there to make sure that you're providing a really high quality experience for your trainee. Um, so it, it should be a good time. Um, I'm really excited about the content and the opportunity and, and really ensuring that when our trainees are coming to us for an experience opportunity, that we as supervisors know what the requirements are and we're able to provide an experience for them that satisfies the board's requirements um, when they go to go to submit. Wow, really some very interesting information in there, Lauren. Uh, thank you again for joining us and sharing all that knowledge with us. Uh, sure is a lot more to supervision and understanding all those steps than I could ever have imagined. If any of you listening would like to dive into this a little bit more, uh, please send us your thoughts and check out the new CEU that Lauren has created for Whom House. Uh, discussing this and many other points of supervision, um, you'll get a CEU credit at the same time. Again, we're going to wrap up for the day, but if you would like to ask us any questions or have any follow-up on the episode, please email us at hello at whomhouse.com. That's hello at h-o-o-m-h-o-u-s-e dot com. And check out our site while you're on it and see what we can offer for you. Thank you guys, and we'll see you next time.